Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... A uh, forgotten witty nickname, Matt Strange. And this is... Like wood laminate, Muir. <laughs> <laughs> like wood laminate, like wood laminate. How have you both been? Uh, hungover, it was my birthday on the weekend, so uh, I, I, I'm not quite my fully empowered self at the moment, but we'll see where this goes, shall we say. <laughs> what about you boys? Played a lot of Dark Souls, about it. <laughs> I've been off work with a migraine, <laughs> so... I like how we're all lively for this one. Yeah, Don't this, worry, this uh... one's going to be a relaxed one. Don't worry, Nick Jackson, we'll pick back up. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... <laughs> This might be the first time you've listened to our podcast and as such you would need to know that we have a tier list which is how we drop our reviews and how we rate. The matches of Dynamite and Dynamite, Dark and BTE on the whole. Mr Strange, are you ready to explain our tier list? I am. We have no extra flair this week because I, as I did every other thing I meant to do, I obviously forgot this one. Um... <laughs> Tier list. You know them. We work up in alphabet letters. I keep trying to say alphanumerical, but it doesn't make sense. I don't know the correct Because there's no numbers in it. There's no numbers. I'm, I'm not that smart. Okay, <laughs> we started our lowest ranking match, a D-rank match. D-rank match is boring, short, no story. Maybe the wrestling's off. It's a match you just don't care about. Ds are rare, unless we're actually ranking dark throughout a lot of the time. C-rank match. This is what we should expect our average match to be. This is a good match. It's got good, solid wrestling. Sure, some shit might go wrong, but overall, it's good shit. Um, it's got story. You can care about it. C-rank match. What you want from your average match on the show. Well, actually, what you want is higher, but you know what I mean. B-rank match takes that match to the next level. Maybe the wrestling is great. You know, wrestling plus one. It's got that extra bit of continuity and story that you care about, not just a reason for the match. Just match plus one. Uh, from there, we move on to an A-rank match, typically the match of the uh, week, and I'm going to stick with that because AEW's actually been pretty on point lately. A-rank match has everything. Great, um, great pacing, great match, great wrestling, some good high spots, story going in and story coming out, everything you want in a wrestling match. Unless, of course, we're talking about the top tier, the S-rank match. Sugoi, superior, superb. S-rank match has to have everything. Blows fucking paradigms. The story is immense going in and out. It either concludes a story or builds up to a new one. Everybody in it looks great. There's just things you text your mates about and send gifts to each other. So D, shitty. C, good. B, very good. A, amazing. And S, what we want all of the time. But if we had it all of the time, it wouldn't be an S-rank match. Ba-boom. Excellent. So moving on. Uh news and i believe we're over to you um well both of you i'm guessing but very much for mr strange to monologue for a moment because we've got some news okay so obviously there is a spoiler at the end of the uh, a big a big tease at the end of the dynamite we're going to discuss in a bit which was kenta uh, njpw star previously somebody in nxt like i I can't remember his name. He was somebody in... Uh, Hideo Itami, if I remember correctly. That's the Badger. Um, now, I've been talking for a while about how the Forbidden Door isn't going to be open. The Forbidden Door, obviously, being the connection between NJPW and AEW, because uh, 
in JPW was very angry with how the uh, elite Bullet Club members left. They took a lot of their stars with them, took a lot of their hype. They just built up Kenny for like X years. And uh, Japanese businesses hold grudges pretty well. There's a, a certain level of respect and due that's, you know, for a good business relationship, yeah, yeah. needed. And Tamatonga had been shit-talking the release of the Bullet Club or the Budget Club as we know them. And then Kenta showed up and Ruth got excited and she was like, fuck me, the forbidden door. And I was like, no, no, we've had Moxley going over there. We've had Jericho going over there. And like those two, Kenta and a couple of the others are on open contracts. They are actually allowed to um, go where they like. Go where they like. And they're not a representative of NJPW as a company. And then... Tamatonga started tweeting about it and loads of dialogue started going backwards and forwards between everybody and members of the Bullet Club, the NJPW, the, the core Bullet Club, were making posts about the Forbidden Door and such like. So, yeah, looks like I was worked pretty hardcore by Tama and... Glad. <laughs> it's happening. It's fucking... A, we can have the, the, the three things we realistically need in wrestling for this crossover. We need Tanahashi to come over and get the poison out of Hangman. Long plot line I can explain at some... Well, not really that long. Yeah. Uh, Tanahashi, ultimate face dad, um, really wanted to save Hangman from the Bullet Club because he saw he wasn't evil like the rest of them. Uh, Ibushi and Kenny, obviously... Everybody wants to see more of that plot line. It's one of the longest plot lines in modern wrestling, excluding things from like the 70s and 80s. And of course, my personal favorite, Akada coming out to save the best friends because Chucky e. T and Trent are his best friends. I just wanted to come out as Tr Trent's mate and just be wearing the little <laughs> sailor's hat and just have no. the stat line of Akada, but just not be acknowledged as Akada. Bring him out in his old, uh, was it TNA or Ring of Honor that basically used him as uh, Green, Green Hornet sidekick on the old yes, TV Kato or whatever. Kato, they were like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's awfully racist at it the is. time, but I could see a Carter laughing about it and it doing now. it as a meta joke about that period. Oh, completely. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, don't forget, the, the other thing you have to remember is, of course, that Kato was Bruce Lee. So, so hmm. there, there is the le there is a level of very cool to Kato. Yeah, yeah, but Akada ain't very cool. Much of the time. <laughs> Akada is not cool, <laughs> little Kazu. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited. My ultimate dream, I suppose, is Los Ingles Day America, uh, with Pentagon and Phoenix and some other luchadori types in. But uh, yeah. I just want, uh, uh, as long as it goes over stardom, that would be the best thing that could happen for them, really. Because yeah, they've, they've got enough male stars, let's be honest here. But getting some of the stardom yeah. talent, or getting some of the girls to get excursions over to stardom would help them NJPW own stardom as well. We should probably add that in. So, yeah, they've got that extra power to bring in some of the... Uh... Female stars that Nick has been weaving out about for, I, I for do, many episodes. I, I do wonder if most of this is actually part of the stardom, of a part of a, a stardom, not necessarily crossover, but using stardom stars in America and vice versa. 
Well, I don't know. Weirdly, weird as it may sound, the NJPW thing has been kind of is is a side thing to the other, which sadly really I quite like. I wouldn't say so. The NJPW thing is the big thing. Is attached to TJPW, which is obviously where we're getting Yuka, Maki Ito, Emi Sakura, and the other newer lasses that were announced, whose names I don't know as. Well, Rio, that's one of them. Rio's in the American bracket. Yeah, yeah, Rio's in the American bracket, which is interesting. That's weird. All right. But Uh, yeah. um... Well, I think she's very specifically an AEW star. I think the others were. I think um, the others weren't. I think they were independent stars who were working for AEW. I think Rio's I think the one. Yuko was going to be an AEW star. I think, I think star. Yuko was going to be, and then the Rona happened. Yeah, the fucking Rona. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good news. Uh, the uh, cross continuity world of wrestling is expanding. So one, I think it may have been Rocky Romero, a uh, famous wrestler in NJPW at the moment who put out that basically the only way to fight the man who thinks he owns wrestling is for all of the others to get on the same page, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just hope that it goes oh, this way. I, t- I tell you something, just... I, I would really like to see... I mean, Impact used to do it. They used to do a World Cup of Wrestling. I'd like to yeah, see a, on a real World Cup of Wrestling where you have a tournament of and you just have to work out who's going to be your winner you know there would obviously be a lot of hard work to get Kenny Omega. Oh, most no, I likely i think he's probably the most respect he's the rick flair of our day he is probably the most respected by all the different companies so he probably and he would pro- he probably is you put him in any company and any company will put the belt on him no i don't think njpw would anymore at all no. because that they were betrayed. Their rising star is Ibushi, and for them, Ibushi is the other half of that equation. Their stories yeah. were told in tandem, and Kenny always wanted to be Ibushi, and he has become God. Um, yeah. And Ibushi's really well. I mean, it could go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against Kenny, but that's not like that. But I think. Um, I'd say you'd I think on Tana. <laughs> ultimate Dad Tanahashi. God yeah. is lovely, and he's beautiful. <laughs> Right, right. Let's so let's move on. Social media. What have you got for us, Mr. Strange? Um, well, this uh, is going to be a growing one. A lot of you will be learning about Maki Ito in the near future. We've mentioned her before in the past. Maki Ito, uh, at Maki underscore Ito, M-A-K-I-I-T-O-H, will be, uh, will be on the show. Maki Ito is, is not necessarily the best wrestler technically in the ring. No. <laughs> what Maki Makito is very much from the school of you build up and set and sell every move. And she is the fucking queen of her character. She got over instantly with the indies, especially with her, with her tag team with Chris Brooks, who's a wrestler from Wolverhampton. Oh, God. Because she's been learning English, but only fucking awful things. Um, she, uh, what was the best way it was described? I can't wait for Jim Ross to say Excalibur. What's about this? This Mackie Queen of piss and shit. Um, she swears constantly. She's awful. Her backstory is she is a failed idol who uh, blew all of her money on having her head made smaller. So she be cute. Billion yen or something like that. Billion yen on having. To make her face smaller, and now she's a professional wrestler to try and pay it off. 
Yep. She has done such things as refusing to start a match until all of her like giveaway thing, you know, signed things were sold to the audience. Um, she loses a lot, but she's incredibly stupid and has an iron head. And there have been people <laughs> fucking headbutt her and knock themselves out and stuff like that, or people whose finishes are kicking them, in, kicking people in the head, and she just fucking batters it and just stands there. So if you want to see a small. Japanese woman whose goal is look adorable, but then only posts awful fucking things, calling people simps, sending to steal their money. I learned a new word today, cocksucker, stuff like that. It's Makito. You're going to see her. Cody tweeted, I hope you win when she posted about it. She's been trying to get into AEW for ages. For ages, yeah. So they, they, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> so. <laughs> Moving on, again, it is now time for our reviews of the week, and we start off, as we do every week, with Mr. Muir and Being the Elite, or BTE. Thoughts on last week's show, guys? I definitely have notes on this, and I'm not just going to go, Muir, do what you always do, take the lead. All right. <laughs> so this starts with Gallows and Anderson in front of the uh, screen that they were in front of last time, which still has... <laughs> It still has one of the young bucks on it, not the young bucks as in the wrestlers, as in a young deer. And it's just got Gallows looking at it, waving his belt at it as a dick motion saying, I can't wait to fuck those bucks. Um, I love them. I love them too much. (laughs) They remind me of what it was like to be 17 and shit-faced. Yes. Except they're... (laughs) Nearly 40, if not in their 40s. So then the Bucks come out and there's just a load of discussion on everything. And then they go on about how this is the most edited match ever that they've had on Dynamite. Not because of botches, just because of the amount of fucking shit that Gallows and Anderson did that had to cut out. That it flicks (laughs) them passing passing a weird cigarette among themselves during the match and stuff a like weird that. weird cigarette, Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that what they're going with? They were pretending they were smoking Fucking weed. <laughs> One whole marijuanas. One whole marijuanas. And then they pretended to put it out on, the ev- on Evil Uno's back. So then they start discussing the uh, real Bullet Club. Now nah, we're not like that Bullet Club 2020. No evil here. We aren't working with them, was one of the lines. Which, uh, on the rewatching of it before this, I was like, you motherfuckers! (laughs) And then they go on about how the betrayal is real, which is the first tweet that Tamatonga said about it. And then it goes back to him just going, I still want to fuck that buck, as he's leaving, looking at that screen. Oh, God. Yep. So, standard affair for Gallows and Anderson was fucking ace on my part. Then we got the match camp for like five minutes. Then we had uh, Anna and J- Conte walking past Stu, which she obviously floors Stu across the fucking banister and it looked like it hurt like hell. But like, he threw himself. <laughs> with Conte asking if she likes him after he did it to her, which made me laugh. Dissendere, uh, which is yeah. an anime term for a bully woman who fancies you. Yes, mate. They are weeb cam. 
Then we got to Brandon and Luchasaurus that did the whole thing about Dungeons and Dinosaurs t-shirt. Then they go to a dino part for ages. Very skippable, in my opinion. I like then dinosaurs, we... so I was all right. dinosaurs! Yeah, mate. Yeah, i got to say, the rap raptor loved this bit. <laughs> the dinosaur fans enjoy yeah. watching the dinosaurs. Yep. <laughs> I did like the 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 end posing with the dinosaur for the photo did make me just just it got a chuckle. Oh. Then we oh, got yeah. to the, then we got to the sleepover where we got to see <laughs> Stu's ten years in construction while he was on the Indies. What it gave us to see this magnificent fort that he had built. Uh, I've had to sleep outside. Uh, no girls were allowed in, but Anna was okay. Five wasn't, obviously, so he had to stay on the outside. Uh, then they all cuddle up and discuss who they like. Who is Wardlow? <laughs> Wardlow. <laughs> Longer you leave men alone together, the worse we get. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna leaves, and she goes outside, and Hangman's picking up a bottle of uh, whiskey. Well, bourbon, but you know. And he basically comes to come say hello, and basically Anna tells him to go fuck off and not to break I that really heart liked again. That bit. Yeah, I oh. really like that. I thought that was kind of sweet, and because uh, it portrays all the boys as basically being <laughs> children. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, they're still maintaining this hangman story, which I'm quite interested with more on that later. I I, I also liked um, that they once again tried to corpse Anna with the Anna. Anna! 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 Getting used to it now. <laughs> yeah. Then we move on to Big Money Matt, talking about how he goaded Brandon into a match with Luciosaurus just so he could bet against him, which I thought was one of the better things Big Money Matt's done since he's been I, back. I, I liked the fact that they acknowledged that Brandon's behind the camera as well, yeah. that they almost had a, a breaking kayfabe in their silly story. I quite liked that. So then he leaped. Then he eggs on private party to go harass Gallows and Anderson, which involves Gallows being asleep and private party oh waking him up. This <laughs> was class. I didn't know he was Festus. This, yes. abs- he was Festus. this, was... this absolutely ruined me. Gallows wakes up and he's like, oh, you made me into Festus with a PH, just in case Vince still owns the copyright. <laughs> I, if he's got to be Festus, I've got to be Jesse. <laughs> and I don't want to be Jesse. This was actually, uh, this is one of the better private party segments, even yeah, though they yeah. were only, only minorly involved. And the big sell was obviously Gallows. This was Gallows. But, but they, it was a good setup. Good. I liked this. This was it's good. Great. That they're not afraid to take the piss out of themselves whilst they're being these giant 12 year olds, basically. Yeah, that's all you need. All you need is a bit of self douche depreciation and you're fine aren't you then we then we moved over to nyla going on about getting too many donations and got a phone call and then yep exactly that's how forgettable it was it was very short and i think it's leading on to something more with that storyline i think just 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 to remind us that that storyline with her and vicky is going on is how that felt to me then we moved on to the BTE challenge, which was a 10-yard punt, just kicking over the field goal. Hey, they kick like me. 
Mate, they were terrible. Like, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, they'll be quite hard. It'll be from quite some distance. It's only from the 10-yard line. Like, I could have made those kicks. Oh. But Sammy wins the belt. Sammy's really good at football. I, I thought this was a dangerous one for Silver. Um, if you watch American football, that is Sammy's yeah. vlog. He explains in it that he doesn't know how to kick a football, and Fuego explained it to him how to kick as he was doing it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, I was wrong. I thought he was played a lot and was really good. No, he so... was learning in some of their earlier stuff. He was learning to catch and throw on that field about six months ago. I want to say with Preston oh, before he was I, ten. Right, yes. You see, I must have missed that and have just seen him doing a lot of the throwing and yeah. playing around on the football field and made an assumption. So I mean, it's it's fair. He's a southern boy. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Most of them are football people. <laughs> so Sammy wins this two to one, and then he's running around cheering that he's won the belt. And then Silver comes out with the best line of, oh, no, you have to carry that everywhere. Get stopped by customs every time. And they go, oh, what are you the champion of? YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Which fucking cracked me up. I think Silver was sick of defending it from how yeah. he was getting in some of them. I yeah. think Brandon had just made him keep recording until Silver finally he lost. lost. Yeah. Ah, yeah, fair. So, yeah, it was a good... It was a very yeah, short BG. It was only, like, 15 minutes. It's definitely worth a watch, especially for the Gallows and Anderson bits. They were very love good. I, I love them so much. <laughs> I, 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 like, I loved them when we watched Talking Shoppermania, and... <laughs> they're so... Like, they're not like the spirit of early 90s wrestling encompass into this weird duo who are obviously too i can see why tony and cody did not employ them because they must be so right. fucking hard to get to you know behave for a proper television channel not putting down impact but you know what i mean um live shows they yeah must exactly fucker uh, yeah Good BTE. I'm enjoying some of the camaraderie they seem to be bringing between people who may or may not be communicating as well as they do in the company. Because let's be honest, familiarity breeds contempt. Yes. So Good BTE. Watch what are we it. giving it? B. E. Yeah, solid. Yeah, Didn't put it in my mind, but good fun. Our warriors. Okay, so moving on. Um, now, due to reasons beyond my control, I didn't get to watch dark yesterday doesn't so you, matter we'll you, carry this yeah you, 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 you're flying pretty solo or duo on this i'm not gonna I, lie to you morg you didn't miss a lot and you then i'm gonna find out morg. what i'm gonna go and watch uh, yeah yeah um right aw dark a speed through by me with uh, interjections by muir uh we open with tnt and mbadu who i'm happy to see back i'm a fan of mbadu he's been on the sammy vlog quite a bit now versus the nightmare people uh, QT and Dustin with Nick Comorato, which, as uh, much as I love this man, seemed yeah. a bit weird as his gimmick is apparently caveman Crazy asylum man. person yeah. with the faces. So that blew my uh, blew my mind a bit. Also, Comorato hadn't wet his hair before he came out, so he just looked a bit like Ultimate Bob Ross that made me laugh. <laughs> they did make him look great, though. Dustin and QT, obviously smooth and good in the ring. Uh, 
get, gave most of the high spots to Nick Comorato to make him look like a uh, beast. He had some great moments, and they gave him the pin. Uh, yeah, just solid, all right match from all of them, if I'm honest. It like, didn't blow my mind, but I'd give it a solid C if it was on TV with a bit of story. And I knew why Nick Comorato was with the Nightmare people and the fact they trained them. Next up, uh, Navarro and Phoenix had a triple-A uh, match. It was a triple-A uh, match, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was just... Uh, Navarro's running sliced bread is fucking wicked. And Phoenix did a submission, which was like a arm crab. Uh, I, I can't think of what it was, but he was fucking slamming Navarro up and down. Otherwise, bit short, solid. You know, can't really... Uh, much more about it. Then we moved on to Tesha Price versus Tay Conte. I uh, was a little bit put off on this one because I've criticised Tay Conte's suspenders holding up her fishnet stockings before, but she didn't even have her fishnet stockings on this time, so she just had suspenders, like, on her legs. The problem is uh, she's not holding up stockings. She has them on with tights. Oh, I must have been holding up the tights then, but it didn't look like she was wearing tights because it was the same colour as but her face. She, do, so she just... doesn't have them holding up. She just has suspenders on with tights, and they are two things that do not Why go do together. Why do you care so much about this? <laughs> it looks weird, and I can't deal with it. It's like her legs were strapped on. They were going to pop off like she was a cheap action figure. <sighs> uh, this was all right. Uh, Tesha's good, but she's got a lot of high setup stuff, and it shows her greenness on some of her moves. And Take On Tay's finisher is still shit. Lame. It's Get her worst thing. She just needs a fucking good finisher and she'd be all right. We got our regular break of Brit's waiting room where I started writing out the lyrics to Mad World as it went on. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on this? I can't remember. I'm sorry. Ricky Starks came Oh, yeah, they started flirting. Then Big Daddy Tony came out and stopped it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was all right, actually. Like, as much as I was critical of the beginning, <laughs> they, they started flirting, then Tony uh, Shivani came in and stopped them. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't annoy me. Like, you know, as much as I was being cynical at the start, I think no. that's due to expectations they have given me. Mm-hmm. Danny Jordan and Thunder Rosa had a match. Yeah, it's a match. Um, Santana and Ortiz had a match against Fuego and... Uh, who's that? Oh. Morales. The problem with the Thunder Rosa match, as soon as I knew she was on Dark winning, I knew she was losing the main match against Brett. It was like, oh, thanks. Just wrote down all right. Yeah. Uh, and the next match was a squash. That's skippable. Yep. Hirsch versus Perez. I like Perez. I've said this before when she's been on, and because she's a brawler. And there was actually, although it was a short match, a nice bit of women brawling. There weren't many flip. In fact, I don't think there were any flippy things. Taylor Hirsch caught her, caught her in some arm bars, obviously. Perez punched. It was all right, just very short. And we had another break. We had the new acclaimed music video, which is oh, one of my absolute favorite <laughs> ones they've done. It was great. Um, just so many botched comments. It, it sort of had an early Eminem feel to it. Very slapstick comedy. They are then, the other you know, half of the 90s wrestler, like, aesthetic that you're on about with Gallows yeah. and Anderson. They're the other half of it. Yeah, exactly. And then they, uh, then there's actually a match with the acclaimed versus Ryzen and Limelight, in which Caster comes out and mocks uh, Limelight's tattoo, which, as you recall, was an A-rank shit tattoo from last week, if I recall. Yes. Um, then Caster obviously eats shit because he eats shit in every match after he does things. Solid Correct. little match. Can't say it especially stood out, but it was solid. 
for the weird lineup match next, we had the Captain Sean Dean, Baron Black, Solo, who I've discovered is Bailey's boyfriend, and Mike Werner versus Bear Country and Joey and Sonny, who are two. What was this? <laughs> what was this? It was a weird lineup. Um, Sonny was solid. I know I've been critical of Sonny in the past with some of his overset moves, but a lot of this was spot on and he ate a lot of shit. Captain does a set-out spinebuster that's fucking wicked. I think Joey makes everything 10% more indie, though. And I like Joey Janela, but he lined up for a massive jump with the, like all four West wrestlers and a wobbly dance floor. Yes, mate. Like it's very indie. But, you know, that's what you expect with Joey, you know? Yeah, and my last two notes are Bear Country do moves I think would legit kill me, and oh, it's over. It just sort of ended out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this is, this could be all right. You know, it's a little bit indie. I'm having so And they just ended. Uh can't yeah skippable then we had vert vixen and allure versus the latinas uh i didn't even know it was them vert vixen and allure, allure came out and i was like ah female tag team i wonder if they're fighting diamante and ivelisse and they they are. Are. uh vert sells really well the match overall was pretty solid uh i'd give it a c overall if i was ranking it uh there was one moment where the uh, Latinas did their pickup drop thing on Allure and she went down on her what, sideways and I was like, oh, that looked awful. Once again, too short. This could have been a really good match, but they just cut it off. Uh, this is the one I'd say watch because I enjoyed this. Gun Club versus Skylar and Jazz. It was Austin and Billy. I love Austin so much. He was on the comms and he was just being fucking Austin. He's great. Car right. Colton... Colton has really come on. He's doing really well. I didn't think he was the older brother. I was very confused yeah. by that. I thought he was the younger brother. That was a complete mistake by me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Austin said he's got the best drop kick in the business, so I stared in a carder. <laughs> At one point on this, Billy went to do the slide through German suplex, and he didn't quite slide through as he slammed him down. He stood up afterwards and held his fingers like, oh, I just missed it. And I was like, that, that's quite good. I love the fact Billy's got that 90s cell and it brings a lot of you know, art. <laughs> yeah, a lot of art to it. Skylar did a cool ro through the rope spear thing. Like the, the two they fought looked good. They didn't just get battered. Colton's tilt a world slam was fucking awesome. And Colton and Billy did the 310 to Yuma this time, which means all of them can do it in different combos, which is really nice for your slash double. Yeah, tag move. So that's worth a watch, uh, Morg. That's like my first give this a watch. Then we had Gracia versus Velvet. Obviously, we know Velvet's going to win. She's been built up. Very obvious. Solid wrestling, but it was a very quiet match. Like it, I, I criticised the match between Moxley and... Was it Lance? Yes. Very quiet match. They were good together, though. Uh, there was only one bit which went wrong. Gracia tried to do the area code kick into a crucifix, and it just didn't quite land. It looked weird. Velvet's roundhouse kick was dope, though. So that's, uh, yeah, good match. But worth a watch. And sadly, I think that's kind of where I'd stop, if I'm honest. Uh, we had 10 versus St. Patrick. Oh, God, no, not this. Brody Jr. was on comms again and was burying St. Patrick, and that sort of distracted me from the match. Like, as much as I enjoy the banter between them, I think it probably is time for... I've been the one saying Brody Jr. can do what he wants because of all this shit in his life. I think it's probably time for him to start getting back to a normal life Yes, now. mate. 
Um, the comms were, they had a good laugh on it. 10 seeming less green, but the match wasn't great and was over. And then we had SCU versus Chaos Project, which was obviously smooth and good. I obviously know SCU aren't losing because of their, if we lose, we'll break up. Dead, they're not yeah. going to lose the Chaos Project on Dark, are they? Serpentico, <laughs> on, the, on the good side, the match was smooth. The match was solid. Serpentico still sells like the best fucking jobber in the world. Luther's getting better with people. And uh, Christopher Daniels pulled off the Angels' wings on Luther, which looked great. It was an all right match. But overall, very skippable Dark, I'd say. I wouldn't bother if I was... If you had two hours, I'd find something else, to be honest. Yeah. What are you giving it, what, then? Probably a D rank from me. Like, although yeah. there was some good stuff in there, like I'd, I'd only really go on my way to probably watch the Gun Club match, and this has got a Phoenix match on it, you know. Uh, and if you don't recognize, uh, recommend the Phoenix match, you know you're on a cursed show. Realistically, it's Phoenix to flip through the air like he's glitching in games and bounce off that and flip onto that and spin backwards, roll on the floor, bounce up and land in a hurricanrana. Didn't even have that this week. <laughs> Yeah, skippable, I'm afraid. More, not the best one. Picked a good week. Uh, so, moving <laughs> on, time for Dynamite. Uh, we open with JR, Excalibur, Shivoni on commentary. And we have, and I think I've got all of these, Jurassic Express, Sammy Hagar, Acclaimed, Jericho and MJF, Proud and Powerful, Young Bucks, Reynolds and Silver, Top Flight, Private Party, and OG Dark Order in a tag team battle royale, which is won by Jericho and MJF. What did you guys think of the match and what score did you give it? I really enjoyed this. Uh, obviously, I was overjoyed with the acclaimed coming out to bust up Judas and shit tall people. Then we went into a fast, strong start into a clusterfuck brawl. Uh, general clusterfuck brawl. Edubs is actually pretty good at maintaining them. Sire Cassidy, when he did his big flip thing onto his back, amazing, but he has to lose that scream. It goes right fucking through me. Uh, there was a, th a, cam a throw shot into the camera, into the hard cam. That's that's a classic. Uh, Uno and Silver hugging after they finally got Hager out. Was, that was, was brilliant. Pastor's cell from Luchasaurus slapping him in the chest was brilliant. He just flew to the floor. It was very clusterfucky, but not overwhelmingly clusterfucky. Uh, we got a silly string counter. I always love it when the silly string goes wrong. Silver pulled off a double suplex. Amazing. Towards the end, we did get to a bit of there's a lot of people lying down on the edges. You know what I mean? That's often a problem with multi-man matches. Uh, great cheating from Gallows and Anderson. Nice and simple. I laughed so hard when MJF was doing the books taunt. It was just... just it was great. Yeah, it was fucking wonderful. It weirdly actually got a bit lazier in the three-on-three -three sec when it, you know, it was trimmed down. And the, I like the fact nobody wanted to be with Caster because he's an asshole. And he took out MJF. And Sammy clapped, and that was fucking wicked. Uh, Jericho knocking out Sammy is great storytelling for what they're doing with Sammy, MJF, and the Inner Circle. And that Judas effect over the top rope actually looked fucking wicked. I gave this a B. I had a great time throughout this. Uh, it's harder to get a higher rank without some you know, great storying in it. But no, I, I thought this was a really good match. I had a good time. Fun clusterfuck. It was, you know, everything you expect from an AEW, you know, multi-tag match. And yeah, it was solid. It was a high, 
High C, low B from me. So I, there are two types of matches I am not a big fan of. More on okay. the other one later. Um, and I love the Royal Rumble, but I've never been a fan of Battle Royals. So I only gave this a C, but I'm wondering whether I downgraded it more because it was a Battle Royal rather than how good a Battle Royal it was. Oh, so the highest rank on this is rare. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I think it might have been better with you describing it than I was giving it credit for. Because when it's a battle royal, a bit like, as I say, we'll, we'll come back to later, I can be a little bit down on a match. Yeah, I got you. I mean, this was a, a huge selection of clusterfuck into, like, comedy moments. And a lot of the class in the match was from selling and personality work. So I can understand having a lower opinion of it. Uh, oh, it it's perfect for me. What are we going with then, boys? Is it a C or a B? I think you two have both gone C. And I think even if you were... I think a high C probably, but I think it's a C, but it's a B for me. That's fair. So following on from that, Jade Cargill video package, any comments? D, she's in shape. The the woman is legit an Amazon. Um, And they've kind of appreciated that her mic sequences aren't great. They just gave her a sequence of her looking badass, which is fair. She is to work that hard. This little C-section... Yeah, it's all right. Fine. Yeah, so yeah, like a positive, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, following on from that, Darby Allen and Sting in ring segment. Team Taz interrupts. Any comments? Any thoughts? Other than, can we just get on you, with it? <laughs> the the biggest criticism here. If I had to levy any criticism on wrestling, in the history of wrestling, if I had to judge one decision of all of them made in the 60 or so years of the growing American wrestling uh, media. If it's Beach Break, you're mate, Sting. Mate, you don't, don't show up as Surfer Sting. Mate, it infuriated you've, me. <laughs> you've let me down, let you two down, you've let the past, the present and the future down. Brought his little crumpy uh, emo I, son out to uh, get him happy with the surfboard and everything. Have, we could have had Surfer Derby with a look, surfboard. Look, guys, yeah. I'm not getting CM Punk back in a wrestling ring. You guys are not getting <laughs> Surfer Sting, right? It's it's it, it's I it's don't time want to surfer deal sting. with it. I just wanted Surfer Sting a bitch break for fuck's sake. <laughs> it breaks itself. God damn it. Otherwise, once again, we're back to staring into the void and the lyrics yeah. of Mad World. It's the same thing again. I can't wait to see them lose again in a fight that they picked. It's a D. I hated it. I'm bored of this. I'm more excited for Derby versus Joey Janela. Yeah. Uh, following on from that, um, match I quite enjoyed. Britt Baker with Rebel versus Thunder Rosa. Britt wins with the Lockjaw after shenanigans, is how I've written it. Shenanigans. Hey, what did right, you guys uh, think of the match? What score did you give it? I've got to remind myself of it. I gave it a, uh, it's all right, a C, uh, like a positive, it's all right. Uh, let's see what I've got written down. Uh, it had a really good solid start. We had some good maintaining of holding hands whilst rolling about and locking. Uh, I forget the term for that, but, you know, when they're actually maintaining a grapple and doing the manoeuvres. Wasn't blowing my mind, but it wasn't bad. Like, I can't criticise it. The outside barrier and apron work was Good from Rosa. It must have been all that Lucha Underground. It had limb work, which is always a plus one. 
like it was good, but I don't know, something about it just seemed like half a beat off that stopped. Maybe it's unfamiliarity with each other, but they've been fighting each other for ages. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not criticizing it too hard. That DVD on the walkway looked fucking brutal. The corner dropkick on Brit was brutal. Uh, Brit's added an air raid crash to her moveset, which is really nice. Um, there was one brief bit where Thunder Rosa's top came undone and she had to redo it while she was on the floor. I noticed that. There was a really cool roll through onto the lock jaw, which rolled through and back. Corner spot maybe a little bit too obvious at the end. Uh, and Brit almost fell over on her flatliner onto the corner, which uh, isn't what you want to happen at the accumulation of your match. But it was good, but I don't know. Maybe I expected more. Maybe I'm like you with that previous match. But I gave it a C. It was a solid C. It was a bit slow. Like, it wasn't terrible. I expected better from these two because, you know, Brit's improved a lot and Thunder Rosa is real good. Uh, but yeah, nothing really excited me, and I knew what was going to happen at the end of it before it started. I knew that Brit would win by a shenanigans, so I'm just like, yeah. Now that's interesting. Now this might just be because I'm starved of having had some really enjoyable women's matches. I quite enjoyed this. It's a low B, but I gave it a low B. Um, I quite enjoyed this. Uh, there was a lot of stuff went on in the match. It felt like a wrestling match. You're probably right. I was probably being a bit um, biased towards it just because it was quite good and over oversold it. <laughs> and we're not so used to quite good. Yeah. I say that. Things have been getting a lot better lately. Yes. We've had some very good... We've been good... getting a run of very solid Cs, which is great. We You're waiting to pay you and your Tommy invade. <laughs> I, I, am, I am looking forward to the women's tournament. So, following on from that, Matt Hardy and Hangman promo from last week um, told the story of where they're... Uh, why they're having this match together. Any thoughts on it, or do you want to just get straight on with the match? Seemed very silly to me, but yeah. Get straight on with it. Like, as yeah. much as I was critical of this, I actually like the story work that came through with this, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. So Hangman and Hardy versus Chaos Project. Uh, Hardy and Hangman win when Hardy tags himself in after Hangman hits the buckshot lariat. What did you guys think of the match and score did you give it? Right. So the match itself, obviously, the other it took forever for Chaos Project to come out. I was like, Jesus Christ, come on, boys. Uh, Matt's intro music just went on forever. Solid, if uninspired match. We got the fucking standing shooting star press. It's great. I enjoy the Serpentico and Luther slapstick. It pleases me. Serpentico is king jobber with his selling. Great. And the Matt Hardy glory stealing does amuse me. But it's more about the story of this for me. Like at the start when Hardy was like, oh, we're just Carolina boys. Hangman looked sideways at him with these eyes of like, ugh. And then at the end of the match, yeah. So as much as the match was, it was all right. Like, I, once again, it's a C match. We had story, the wrestling was solid, just uninspired. But they were so worried about Hangman suddenly being in a Matt Hardy angle. And this just fucking destroyed any chance of that. And that brought me joy. So overall, a C section in both story and wrestling from me. I don't have a lot to say about it because, as I said, it was solid, if uninspired. And it's as much story moment for building Matt and showing Hangman actually kind of does want to make amends with the Dark Order boys, it seems, which is wholesome and lovely. 
I first want to bring up that uh, Hangman lost 400 in the stocks was his message that he had this week for us. Um, should have also, had diamond hands. He should have done. Um, my other point, main point for this is, why is Goku beating up the shoplifters from down the street? Why, why is Hangman fighting these low-level fucking scrubbers? He could solo them. He doesn't need to Because they, they ruined Negative One's birthday. Even they though... Yeah, they, they set the story. They set, but yes. No, <laughs> though in that segment Brody Jr. said that his birthday was four days before then, yeah. and he didn't care. But even though... Look, it assured us that Hangman and Matt Hardy aren't getting together on tape. Yes, that's all. I'm giving it a C just from that, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, so, yeah. It, it got a C for me. It was a passable match. It was a match, yeah. 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 Uh, following off from that, Inner Circle promo, any thoughts, comments? It was Marvez and Jericho and MJF in the Insurgent. Ah, yes. Uh, I gave this a high B slash A, apparently, because... I enjoy uh, MJF manipulation yeah. and the slow breakdown and how he's orchestrating everything to happen. I think this is really good storytelling uh, and acting. It's very wrestling, but it's very wrestling done well. So I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to I'm going to let you boys just tell me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right here. I do like MJF slow wheedling in and getting in charge. You know. You know, taking over from Jericho. I think it's solid and it's a high B from me. I really enjoy this storyline. Yeah, we standardly give um, MJF a B and we don't always rate put those Bs on the, our score sheet. But I think this one actually deserves to. Um, but I think this one does deserve to. Like, we, we you know, we always say we have the four guys who generally in a promo will get a B and we'll only rank them if they hit an A or a C. Um this one, I think, deserves to go on our scorecard because this was really good. It was, uh, yeah, really interesting and set up more story for the future. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm enjoying two plot lines now. Just okay. need to know where the hangman one's going. It's that time. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's time for AEW's first wedding, and it was the Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford wedding segment. What did you guys think, and what score did you give the wedding segment? Did it deserve a score? I, I did score this. Uh, I've got quite a lot of a lot of comments on this. Okay. Uh, my first note is, oh no, there's a giant cake on the stand. <laughs> so ah! obviously, ah! you just know. I was yeah. confused why Vicky was bringing Kip out, but we'll let that go. And I was also confused as to why Ming the Merciless was the priest. The minister, for fuck's sake! Yeah, that's the sinister minister. Uh, it opened uh, when Penelope came out. Ruth was like, Penelope could do moves in that dress. I'm just pointing you out. Um, <laughs> that would have been amazing if she had done a fucking Harakarada in a wedding yes, dress. Tony Schiavone took the piss out of Ming's eyebrows as well. I couldn't get over them. They were just there. Uh, yes, one of Kip's line, my eyes meeting, your eyes meeting, my eyes meeting, your chest. Your chest was beautiful. <laughs> um, I was like, this is shit. It's not too shit. It's what I expect from a wrestling wedding shit. Um, it was pointed out to me that Miro was in the same jacket that he got married to Lana in, in WWE. It's amazing. Uh, just just great. Um, the power vested in me by AEW Dynamite and Tony Khan. Great. And uh, I hadn't seen the great, pre- the giant present. I was like, oh, a giant present. And I like the fact I, that I do want to like, say, 
I do want to say quickly, I think James Mitchell, I think it's James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, I think he just, he's somebody you can trust to talk, and I think he did just ad-lib the whole oh, thing, which is why there were so many little silly bits. Yeah, I got you. In honesty, like, I can't criticise this. Like, I love the fact that Miro was suspicious of the big present. He was like, no, I have been to wrestling I, weddings I, before. I, I liked the bit when he stopped the, does anybody hit? No, no, we're not no, doing that no. bit. I, was, I know where that goes. Because... <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, no, because he's been through this. The crowd singing uh, Baby Don't Hurt Me was actually pretty cool. And then I was like, there it is. There, it's fucking on. I didn't expect the shackle, and that was really subtly done, and it just became a wrestling wedding. I've, I'm pretty sure that tray that Chuck hit um, Kip with didn't break or wasn't as soft as it's meant to be because he went down. Champagne uh, thing that was broken over. Yes, you know, the it just looked like solid plastic, and it just sheared off. I was like, oh, that's going to hurt. Um, I don't know if Penelope Ford is um, a really, really good actress or just emotionally invested in what she's been through because she looked genuinely overjoyed and genuinely upset when, like, different things happened. Like, I don't know if she's having a sad day or if Chuck did annihilate Kip with that tray, but, like, her bottom lip wobbles when she's looking sad. Probably because they uh, got married like three days before this yeah. and had no ceremony and everything. And this is the closest thing she's getting to a wedding. <laughs> you know? Um, I think we're just going to give credit to Penelope. I think, I think she's yeah. really good, to be fair. The end was a bit weird. Like, I don't know if they finished too early and it sort of dragged on, but even commentary was like, so now they're, they're cleaning up. But otherwise, I, I can't judge it too harsh because it's a wedding on wrestling. wrestling knew wedding. It, I knew it was going to be shit. We knew Chuck was going to do something, and we knew somebody was in going to be in a giant object. So I gave it a C. It was a it was a wrestling wedding, you know. Big <laughs> I expect from a wrestling wedding with the few improvements of Miro trying to stop random bits that always a fooled head. Yeah, and then he got caught in the end. I thought it was good. I think it was a solid high C wedding. If you can <laughs> rate a wedding. <laughs> How did you rate the wedding? Um, <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen more wrestling weddings than me. So I can only think of one wedding that didn't have any shenanigans in it until afterwards, which was when the present giving was. And that's Macho Man Elizabeth, which is dead straight until they go to the presents, which is when Jake the Snake sets the snake on. Um, was, that, was that a wedding? That that was, yeah, yeah, they did a wedding. I'm pretty sure nothing happens in the wedding. And I quite liked that. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was a wrestling segment. For a wrestling segment, a wrestling wedding, I think you're right. If we compare it to others, it was probably a B or an A, because it was actually quite a good <laughs> wrestling wedding. But it's, I think it's still a C, if no, that makes sense. Right. I, think, I think I'm with Morgan. I think it is, you know, good for a wrestling wedding. Yeah, it was one of the... With, with this the is sinister, a hard thing to discuss. With, yeah. this, with, this, with, with James Mitchell doing all of his bits of ad-libbing, with Miro doing all of his bits where he was breaking the fourth wall of wrestling weddings, I think... As a wrestling wedding goes, it was an A, but I think as a segment goes, it was a C. Most wrestling weddings would be a D. I'm with you there, mate. (laughs) Move on. So we move on now to the Shaq segment. Oh, Oh, God. God. (laughs) Fuck's sake. With, have, the, with, have... with with the, with his move that the raptor honestly misheard as the black toenail and thought that he was going to tread on their foot. That's amazing. 
That would be better than the Black Tornado. What? what the, have... the, the Judas Effect. Yeah. I have I have three opinions on this. I've only written two down, but I have three. Um, yeah, go on then. One, Shaq actually has a better. He has a lot more bants with his NBA discussion panel. Like you can see the you can hear the comfort in his tone compared to some of the other stuff they've tried doing. Yeah, he's got bants with them. <laughs> He's so unmenacing. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I do like this spinning black elbow. And he spins back and slams it. Um, and my third thought is how his mates were like, whoa, calm down, big guy. Chill out when he smacked the thing. <laughs> like, I can't hate it. Like, it, it didn't feel like a wrestling segment. It was just like, and here's Shaq telling his mates about his It's wrestling. Match. Oh, I, I think, am going to do a wrestling match. I, th- I think okay. that's what it was. It, it was a, yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't rank it because it didn't feel like a part of the show so much. It's just and here's Shaq with his mates. Um, okay, Jeff Bezos. I'm dreading this match. Sorry, God. Oh God. Because I know Jeff Bezos listens to this. For Audible, get Shaq to read some of those insomnia books that you have on there. He'll put people to sleep instantly. He has the most beautiful like cadence of words to put you to sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this this is the thing the Raptor said. It's not that he's boring when he talks. No. He's just got such a soothing voice. And he's not... I don't think he's a bad promo. It's just, unfortunately, his voice is so relaxing. I mean, get him on some audiobooks. He'll make yeah. dimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on from that. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer in a Lumberjack match. Archer wins with the blackout. Thoughts on the match and score did you give it? Not really a Lumberjack match, was it? This was it a was... clusterfuck. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Like, I, I, first, I was excited that Bear Country was there. And I, I love Bear like, Country. Uh, I like the fact that the first time Lance got thrown out into the lumberjack, he was just going through them and then he got <laughs> taken out by Avalon. <laughs> uh, then Kingston tried it on the other side and that didn't go so well. Did have a bit of a weird pace. Like, it oh, was all God, solid, yeah. but there was nothing special. Um, as much as I'm excited for Peter Avalon's new monster minion, Cesar Bononi, not one of his kicks connected with Lance at any point that he went out of the ring. Oh, I noticed well. in the first one, he was like, oh, he's failed to kick him. And then it just sort of carried on. And I was like, oh, yeah. Got those Moxley been- knees, hasn't he? <laughs> Um, Ali could have done more. I wish I'd seen her uh, 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 do a bit more. I wish Lance had uh, blackouted her. That would have been wicked, and like that would have right. shown a new level to him. Um, I really, I, as much as I shit I, I, on, I've got to say, I've got to say that definitely couldn't happen in this storyline. Could why not? Because Lance is very much being the protagonist. Doesn't matter. She's been an asshole. He's uh, an asshole character still. She's getting up in his grill. You're, you're not going to do your first um, male-on-female violence with... They've actually got it right. We, we complained at them for this before about baby faces treating women badly. Yeah, no, no, fair, but... He's not baby-faced, though. He's still a bad person. He's even hanging out he's, with... Even if he's in the face role in this current feud as the protagonist, he is most definitely not a baby-face. No. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, anyway. yeah, I, I, I will always refer to it as babyface as opposed I to. I can't wait face, until he's yeah. Makito's enforcer. <laughs> they do love it. They are best friends on Twitter. Yes, mate. 
Uh, one of my absolute favourite moments of this match, and I normally criticise this, was Jake decking Jack Evans. Because Jack Evans, Jack Evans has to take a bump in every match. But did you see him laughing as he went down and slapping Jack Evans on the ass? Brilliant. It was so wholesome. I love Jack being, Jake being happy. It's so yeah. nice. And the fact, I don't know if he slapped him on the ass out of excitement or the fact that the ass slap is actually like a, a way of saying thank you in old wrestling communication. Like, uh, uh, an ass slap or grope is a thing they used to do yes. when like you put somebody over. So Jake the Snake rolling on the floor with his like nuclear white teeth slapping Jack <laughs> Evans on the ass. I don't know. <laughs> Wonderful spot in wrestling history for me. Yes, mate. Um, some fucking brutal suplexes on Kingston. Bear Country got to go in and do all their shit. The Butcher did his crossbody. I actually kind of enjoyed the clusterfuck ending more than the majority of the beginning of the match. Uh, I gave it a C. Like, it was, it was such a weird all-over-the-place match, but I can't Jesus. say I hated anything in it. No. So, I am most excited about uh, Butcher and Blade versus Bear Country from this. Mate. This is this is what I want. Big meaty men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Um, yeah, it it was a clusterfuck. I don't know what to give it. It's like a C <laughs> best. I'm sorry, it's not their best match that they've had, and it was just a bit all over the place. See, now I thought I'd been harsh on it because it was a Lumberjack match and I gave it a C. Because Lumberjack no. matches are the other matches I don't like. Um, it was such an all-over-the-place match, but none of it was, like, bad. So the, the, no. thing I, the, the thing I liked, and although it wasn't a Lumberjack match, it was more a, you can have a gang of people on your side that are yes, mate. faces for Lance and heels for Eddie, and they will act like faces and heels. And I actually quite liked that. So it made it not a Lumberjack match. The only no, problem I had... Go on. Go on. I'm, to, I'm a bit weirded out the bear country, the people who come out with like skin face masks held on with bear traps from the face <laughs> side. That yeah. throw me a bit. <laughs> they must be over. They they came across a lot like faces in that match, to be fair. They came across as a couple of big, hard, good guys, certainly to me. But, I mean, we've only seen them on Dark, so... Yeah. Dynamite's where you get to see some character, and they certainly came across to me as that they were proper big guy faces. Uh, reminded me a little bit like Heavy Machinery. But back just in the day. Heavy Machinery, yeah. yeah. Um, not that's a complaint. Yeah, that's yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah, so no. I that was the one thing in this. I think that stopped it being a lumberjack match and meant I actually liked it a bit more. The only problem I had with it was was the faces didn't go over and save the guy they were cheering for if that was the dynamic you were going for. They just sort of went over there and stood around a bit. Mm. If it was a lumberjack oh, match yeah. and they wanted to be a lumberjack match and be faces, they should have gone over, cleared the heels and rolled Lance back in, following the rules of the match and not letting the heels just beat down on him. They just kind of walked over and stood around a bit. Or they should have leathered into the heels. So yeah, yeah with it was a bit weird. But yeah, I, I gave it a C. Inconsistent, yeah. I think you, know, that you can go either way on things you liked and didn't like, but nothing in there was atrocious. It's just, uh, I mean, my highlight is Jake. Jake, yeah, Jake. Jake was the best part <laughs> He's of this. He's so yeah. happy. He's so happy to be in a wrestling place that isn't destroying his life. <laughs> so, wow, I can enjoy wrestling. <laughs> um, moving on from that, 
FTR promo. Any thoughts? Can't oh, believe they turned the face. <laughs> face turn from FTR. I quite like, did you tell on us? No, you did it on TV, lads. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. My uh, main question is, they were banned for a week and kicked out of a tournament for... What did they do? They were like... Putting the horns off Luchasaurus's mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they've kidnapped a person and they haven't been any sort of repercussions towards kidnapping a person. I guess a market doesn't count as a human? Maybe not? I don't know. Maybe they've been listening to the podcast. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Work totally. And I was thinking more it's it, it's it's Tony and Chad listening and they just they're like, ah. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> it's only <Yeah>. Marco. <laughs> Strange and Muir don't like him, so makes sense. I don't like strong Marco. Scrappy underdog Marco, great. It's perfect, yeah. <laughs> so um I'm guessing we're not ranking that unless you want to give it yeah. <laughs> something for kidnapping Marco. Uh, nah, it was it was alright. It was fine wrestling stuff. Um, Joey Janela promo. Was Joey what yes. You ready to see a man die in the ring? Joey yes, Janela versus Darby Allen. Oh like, god. These these two take bumps like nothing on earth. Like Joey Janela only got famous after Zandig dropped him. It was Zandig, wasn't it? Thanks for so, yeah. a, a like thirty foot drop into the back of a Van oh. with loads of fucking stupid toys. Yeah, just stupid. Stupid and shattered his legs and almost killed both of them. Yeah. And Darby will do anything. Endeavor to turn himself to turn into dust into it in every match. So they make yeah, Joshi's look safe. They make Joshi's look safe. Solid Joeying him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. The only problem is I want to see. That match you've just described, I want to see Joey versus Derby. I would have liked to have seen some build up to this in a horrors of war match. Oh, hey, I've not rolled. I've not rolled match. the dice yet. <laughs> but, oh. yes. I, on Twitter, Derby has always wanted a big match with Joey, so he specifically called it out. But you're right; they should have had more build up, especially if they've been looking to have this sort of match for a while. Maybe it'll lead into something. I mean, the Taz feud can't continue much longer, surely. Got a few more decades left. It's, it's, it's it? going to at least it's going to at least March. I was uh, hoping that their 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 street fight was going to be at Beach Break, but apparently it's at Revolution. That's well, has got to be a cinematic match, hasn't it? You know, realistically. I, I would expect it to be something like that. So anyway, moving on from that, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Mox, Pax, Pack, and Phoenix. Don Callis joins commentary. Good Brothers win with the Magic Killer. Thoughts on the match? What score did you give it? Uh, this was fucking wicked. Uh, was I enjoyed match. the fact that Callis came out and started to do his shit talking and then it went to break. That made me laugh. <laughs> uh, oh, noti- I'd like to point out, Morg, I made a note of this. Notice that nobody in this match came out of the face doorway. Just want to just wanna point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Moxie's um, <laughs> special entrance. <laughs> Yep. Right. So anyway, this opens with Pack versus Anderson, and Anderson is a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. And obviously, you don't get to see a lot of him being a phenomenal wrestler because he's sort of muted in personality and size by Anderson. But Pack versus um, Anderson, fucking great opening exchange. 
Gallows gets in and shows he's not afraid to sell. Like, he'll fucking go all out for you as well. Pack and Phoenix double standing moonsaults. Just fucking wicked. It has great pace, great skills. As much as I can be critical of Mox, his release vertical suplex move is fucking wicked. Obviously, Mox eats a lot of shit for a while because you need to get that bit of pace in. And if anybody's going to eat shit, it's Mox. Um, When... Zach and Muir were watching this. They were they were watching this after me, and I, I sent them a message of, watch this match and tell me if at any point Phoenix just steps into the ring like a regular person. No, mate. And he doesn't do he st- He starts with a step in Rana. He pulls off some step in Cutter. He just does. He does not get into the ring normally at any point in this match. Everything involves him bouncing off the ropes into an attack because the boy is fucking phenomenal and the height he gets on that diving uh, springboard headbutt is ludicrous his off the turnbuckle backflip roll cutter just immense penny's high angle snapdragon suplex i thought might have killed him though that was yes mate fucking horrendous uh pack remember to do uh, limb work on gallows which is always plus one Kenny's gut wrench Liger bomb on fucking Pack when he held him for ages. The fucking strength of him. That we was got, ace. We got some later story chopper just to bring the pace back down to build it, you know, back up again. Pack casually pulling off a 450 on top of the pin. Jesus. And then there was the catch into the spine buster. A fucking wicked match. I gave it an A. I loved everything about this match. It was awesome. This match had just the right amount of calming spots to make the high spots work, and then it just had Phoenix doing fucking ridiculous fucking bollocks all the time. It was fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed this and gave it an A also. Oh, so it's over to me then. It is. Yeah, I gave it an A as well. This was absolutely <laughs> fucking brilliant. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, everything from the beginning, um, I liked. I know you were joking just then about not coming out the face door. I liked the um, the faces coming out of doing the mocks entrance and the fact that they all high-fived, so they came out looking like a team. They worked as a team, which, which just helped solidify the story for me i don't like those matches where you've got three people that don't work together on the babyface side they and those kind of matches actually annoy me um and then fenix just being fenix was amazing so many spots i think you've called nearly all of them out mox being the salesman uh for the match which is actually as the raptor pointed out to me the thing he used to do in the shield mox was always the salesman in the shield the guy who took the beat down ah. and he's really good at it he's he's a very good he's very good at being a baby face taking a beat down because he can I'm gonna sell say, um flashing back to something earlier from the very start of the show i would accept death triangle with mox as los ignorables of america Ooh. that would be a term that would Ooh. work that. Because they are just ultimate tweeners and you can be face or yeah. heel as you want as you go. And the entire point is we are irresponsible. We don't have rules. And proper badasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, go back to your review more. Sorry, um, I got so, excited. My LIJ fanboy kicked in. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, so I gave it an A. I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed this match. I thought everyone was absolutely on point. 
really want yeah, to see really want to see Good Brothers versus the Lucha Brothers. It's gonna happen. It's I've gotta re- this, this I mean, crossover world is too it, strong it, now. It must have already happened somewhere, and if it hasn't, that's gotta be a dream nope. match that we'd never thought that it I'd never from... thought of. Started big in NJPW, went straight to WWE, and then they were straight into Impact. After I don't think that's happened on the Indies. I don't think they had a big Indies tour because they only Gallows and Anderson only met up in NJPW, as far as I remember, and then straight to Dubs. Straight to Dubs, yeah, with the OC or whatever they were called in that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, so that, that's wicked. that's a dream match. I didn't realise. Penta will have the most fun in the ring. Yes, I, be I am so intrigued, indie. and I think as much as we might want to see this, I think I'd like to see it happen on Impact. And I would watch it. it they can get go- away with a bit more there. You don't have to be quite so TV friendly on Impact. Well, they can <laughs> censor it easy. But also the fact I think that would be a great follow-up story for Gallows and Anderson's Impact Championships to have the Lucha Brothers turn up to challenge them. I, unfortunately, they've kind of blown it a bit with doing it with Private Party. But, yeah. Uh, unless Private the impact... Party are going to go with the Motor City machine guns when they're all healthy. All the... Oh, all please. Um, or, of course, you have the Impact Belts. You make them challenge for the Impact Belts on AEW and keep this whole multi-company we'll story. Like but, yeah. I, so, yeah. that. So, following on from that, there's a beatdown on Mox... Archer for the save, and then somebody comes. Lance must assault people, and then somebody came in and attacked Mox. Rips off, I believe he was wearing the mask, and it's Kenta. There's a really bad go to sleep. (laughs) Why was he using? No, I can't. I can't do it with a straight straight face. Why did he use CM Punk's finisher? I'm so confused. I've got to actually mention this. We mentioned this last week about um, Punk not being... But I ironically sent a message to Strange going, why why did he use CM Punk's finisher? (laughs) At which point Strange pointed out to me that there had been people on the internet who had asked that question without... Ironically. Yeah, Yeah, without their tongue in their cheek trying to get a rise out of their mate. Yeah, sadly, not everybody knows the history of NJPW and the rise of Kenta and Shibata. And um, Punk will quite openly admit that he nicked Kenta's finisher because yeah. it was cool. Yeah, he probably cool asked finisher. permission as well. Like Kenta's never been angry about it, from what I understand. And like, yes. rest. As long as you yeah. ask, it doesn't matter. Does yeah, it? yeah Punk's people... old school in that respect. Sorry, yeah. strange. Yeah, but I've seen people kick off about finishes being stolen from other wrestlers and stuff, and I've never seen that between Kenta and uh, Punk. And Kenta is not what you'd call a uh, quiet or you know well-behaved character. No. He, yeah, he was person. probably he was probably quite looking forward to the Battle of the Go to Sleep when he went over to Dub Z because I think he went over not long after Punk left. Uh, and he, I, I wonder if he'd always had a plan in the back of his mind, and one of the reasons he didn't care was because they be he knew fight, they yeah. could have had a great match. I am going to say, after this, there was a, a little promo video package released by uh, Dynamite of uh, Kenny going to see Kenta afterwards. Uh, there's a couple of little references in this. One, he says, Kenta, brother Switchblade didn't say you were coming, which obviously helps lead into the tie th- uh, the other tie. 
Spurs the Switchblade, obviously being Switchblade Jay White, previous IGWP heavyweight champion, uh, who is the current leader of Bullet Club. Now that Corona's let him get back into the country and they can shoo away evil again. Please let him go back <laughs> home. Please let him go back home. And Kenta refused to sweet him, and I think he said something like, I'm not your fucking friend, or something like that. But yes, we mate. are get we are getting a Kenta and Kenny versus who are they up against? Some kind of tag match with them to maybe see if they are gonna build or if we're gonna have some kind of cross-universe bullet club civil war rival? I don't know. It could go fucking anyway. I'm excited. Mox, so um, good. Mox and Archer they're against. Ooh, on paper. That's a team. You know, yeah. on paper. That's... Oh, God. Oh, God, they're just having a Japan match. Yeah. Okay. They, Ooh, just, an they need to have a Japan What what we would refer to as a Japan match with those four. That is a lights-out another... match as well. Another oh, it, it is a lights out match, or you'd expect it to be a lights no, out match. No, it is. Full okay. Where anything goes, lights out match. For uh, a little bit of extra continuity, which I don't know is an accident, but as Nick pointed out in some of the earlier Kenny stuff, they used Don Callis's house, which has been shown to have continuity now. Yeah. In some of his previous promo sequences, Archer has been wearing his Suzuki Goon shirt. Um, That's right. For, Suzuki Goon being the ultimate heels of NJPW. If I was going to give a rundown of the factions, you've got Chaos, Faces, LIJ, Tweeners, Split Club, American Heels, and Suzuki Goon are basically supervillains. They walk out, they beat people up, they'll ignore the match and just cheat. Every one of their characters is either an operatic supervillain evil, a wanker who's super um, noodly and uh, does submissions, Lance Archer who just used to beat people up, and Suzuki, who is, you know, the Jason Voorhees of Japanese wrestling. So, if that's intentional, then Fair play. who knows? And Suzuki could arguably show up at any point he wanted to because he is one of their free agents, as I said. And he is Suzuki. Who's going to stop is... him? <laughs> so, before this turns into... Before this turns into... Yes! Um, this turns into an NJPW podcast. Overall scores with the power of science, Mr. Strange. What did we rank Dynamite as? We've got one A, one B, and just a fuckload of Cs. So I think it's uh, it's a C show. It's yeah. a C show with a fabulous ending with a lot of possible leads off it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Disney mid sequel where they've sort of fannied about the majority of the film, but they know to lead into that next one to get you back to the cinema. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, that's our review of the week, uh, of the shows of last week. Now we move on to that section where we ask if people would like to send us questions. And, Mr. Strange, I believe you have a question for us. We do. We have a question from one Slate Fist Crunch. Oh. Uh, the question is, if you could make up a match stipulation, what would it be and who would you put in it? Um, whereas I'm going to take this question, steal the thunder straight from you, and take us straight back to being an NJPW podcast. Sweet. Um, I am not going to invent my own stipulation. I am going to steal the rare one from, was it Royal Quest this year? Was from Royal Quest, yes. Um, which was a set of stipulations between uh, one of the older NJPW guys and El Hijo del Fantismo, who is in Bullet Club which was 
they had a finishers only and a no finishers match. The no finishers match, obviously, you couldn't do your finisher, um, which I would probably put in a match with Kenny. And who else relies on their finisher to win an awful lot? Mox. Kenny versus Mox in a no finishers match. Um, well, that, that was my favourite one because the guy won the match by tricking his opponent into hitting him with his finisher. It was so good. Um, and the other one is the finishers only match where they were only allowed to hit each other with their finishers and no other moves were allowed. And <laughs> some good mid-tier filler comedy wrestling. You know, bust that out. Let your, let your mid-carders have a laugh and try to do some universal weird stuff. So that's what I'm leading with. Oh, God. Oh, boys, you've got to invent a stipulation. Mate, it's hard to invent <laughs> so, a stip on the so, fucking plot. So, so th- there's a belt, right? And whoever holds yeah. this belt gets to challenge for the World it's Championship. The gods, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking there's gift coins. the gods. <laughs> Is that? Are the ancient Aztec tribes by any chance? <laughs> um... <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Inventing I, a stipend, I think everything's been done. I'm going to go what for the Dub Sea Dubs. The Dub Sea Dubs cage where they had three cages on top of each other where Batcha Man and Hulk had to fight their way down. Oh, I think it was called the Tower of Doom. No, what about that one where Justin <laughs> Rhodes had to fight another man in the back of a truck filled with hay? God! <laughs> I was driving at like seven miles an hour. Yeah. I'm gonna throw him one. I've got one. You can all moves must be a springboard or off the corner rope. You have a ten count if you are touching the mat. To uh... Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be Phoenix versus Danny Limelight in a <laughs> who can't touch the ground match. There we go. The floor is lava match. The match. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Boom. Um... Champion. Oh God. Oh, I'd, I'd, sta- I'd started to come up with something then, and it's gone now. Keep <laughs> thinking, one made more bollocks having, things. Having, having, um, having tried to steal the gift of the gods again, because that needs ah. to be a thing. Um, yeah, it's so difficult to come up with a new and interesting match. I mean, after Vince Russo and... Uh, Put everything DNA, on a pole. Everything yeah. on a pole match. Um what else could you do? Where could you put a cage? We all know cages are the best. Uh, sorry, hella cells, not cages. Cages are lame because nobody ever just climbs out. Yeah. Which I don't get. The worst thing about that stipulation. They climb to the top and moonsault onto him. Don't do that. Just get down. You'll win. <laughs> He's down there. You're up here. Uh, what steps would be a good step? I like the floor is lava. I always like the X Division one where they have the crosses. What was that one called? Uh, that was the Morg. ultimate X match. That's the ultimate X. I always thought that was a good step, even though you know. Even though there was the great cock up once when it fell off. Yes, mate. But you know. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stumped. We're trying to come up with something that's absolutely original. Nothing's original in wrestling. Yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. 
All right, we'll just go with my floor is lava. Yeah, floor is lava. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to ace this, but it just came into my mind as we were Floor is lava, man. This is my payback from the shit, the fact I'm shit at booking on the fly in a, you know, not ludicrous way. So, if you've got a question for us, um, you can send it to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, wrestleop on Facebook, wrestleop1 on Twitter. You might uh, want us to rant about something. We haven't ranted about anything in ages. And you could even tell us about one of your favourite matches that you'd like us to watch and review. And this week, we had one of Matt's <laughs> Mr. Strange's picks. I want a play-by-play of this match, Morgan. <laughs> so at the end of this match, I did just turn around and go, what have I just watched? <laughs> it was Chucky T versus Swoggle. Um, it starts off with Chucky T and Swoggle start off having a match. A, a wrestling match starts. Lights the viewers. You then, want me to do it, Morgan? I've got my regular yeah, And then some guys turned up. <laughs> and... People then another guy. Yeah, yeah, you need to explain this, this match. match. <laughs> okay, so if, if it doesn't have a backstory or anything, um, the people who are in this match, it opens with Chucky T, Swoggle, and Orange Cassidy at the ring. Our first team to come along later, we'll get to this in a minute, is Massage Envy, which has VSK in it. You might recognize him from Dark. We have the Swamp Monster, a constant classic. We have Johnny Cockstrong. Uh, we have Stan Styles, Dick Justice, and Trent makes an appearance at the end. Like skinny Trent as well. I love so Trent this... turning up to take a photo of yeah. Chucky in pain and then leaving. This match is literally everything Bollocks. indie. Like the opening fucking wrecks me. It's just Chuck just throwing a chair into Swoggle's face and celebrating. <laughs> Get, they get three different size ladders out for dick jokes, and Chucky T's ladder is obviously shorter than Swoggle's one. And like they do take, like Chucky T takes chair shots, chair drops, and a fucking backdrop onto a ladder in this. They're not gentle with each other for how much fucking bollocks it is. We have a comedy chair scene where people are taking it in turns to try and punch Swamp, uh, Swamp Monster, and he's blocking their hands <laughs> the chair. Um, and then Chuck stamps on another one. It's okay, because then Johnny Cockstrong comes in and steamrollers over them, which is literally lying on them and rolling over them and puts his dick on Orange Cassidy's face. And then he heals Massage MB's hands with his magic glowing penis. <laughs> that happens in this. Which gives um, Massage MB the power back to do an aggressive massage to take Orange Cassidy. And uh, Is it Swamp Monster out temporarily? Then Stan Styles comes out with his shake weights, but everybody hates Stan Styles. Nice. Commentary, let us know. <laughs> um, and he takes some people out with his shake weight stunners, which he's brought to the ring. But then he takes a penis pile driver from Johnny Cockstrong. <laughs> There's chairs everywhere in this match. Like if they could bring it out, they do. Um, Young Orange Cassidy pulls off an Asai moonsault and actually he sort of celebrates afterwards because he's a little cocky indie boy at the time. This 20. is all on. This is when he's just hung over Orange Cassidy, yeah. not lazy Orange Cassidy, isn't it? This is a fucking ultra instinct indie match. It's the yes, fucking mate. top of Swoggle gets dressed up as the mini swamp monster to distract Chuck, who just thinks it's the regular swamp monster. Swamp monster. monster. <laughs> yeah, you know, he can crossbody him through a table. 
Justice comes in with an even bigger ladder and we get like a 1970s British slapstick comedy skit of him spinning around with the ladder, knocking everybody over. But obviously, it can't hit Swoggle because he's... Short. Oh, then Swoggle goes to do the cross at the score to knock Dick Justice through the table and he just bounces just off, off him. him. Oh god. Uh, Chuck sets up his own chairs so we can get uh, so we can get power bombed into them because as Chuck always says, if you're gonna go through those chairs, you set them up. It's got tables, ladders, chairs, tacks, it's got fucking everything. Um there's baby oil as well, because massage um <laughs> What's in the massage envy? Do a baby oil sliding tope. The commentary are fucking pissing themselves and taking the piss out of everybody all the way through. Would have Chuck, loved this. Chuck pulls off the fucking awful waffle onto chairs with Swoggle and he kicks out at one. And Chuck spends <laughs> like ages just like over exaggerating it then swoggle drops him on the pins and trent comes out and just takes a photo <laughs> and leaves it's uh, I, I can't i can't say i recommended it because it's the best wrestling match ever god no god no but it's a it, it's like the abc of things that happen on the indies it's Everything from a little person. What's the, I, I, I don't want to seem. One second. Google it. What, what's the correct term? Swoggle is obviously. Swoggle is limited in size, and yes. he knows this, and he has been playing it for well on wrestling. And but at no point is he made to look shit. Nope. You've got Swoggle. You've got ladders, chairs. You've got dick jokes. You've got props. You've got spraking. I'm pretty sure there was a bit of poop in the ring. Uh, pins, fucking everything. It's it's an experience in wrestling, and Blake. I love it. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you've never actually seen this, whereas I've watched this match over a dozen times. Tell me what you thought of it. Sorry, I muted myself then. I was just very, very confused throughout the <laughs> match. Um, I watched it. It was very silly. And I'm not, I can't say I hated it. I can't say I came out of it. And yes, I, I, I purposefully sent you the message of what did I just watch mainly out <laughs> of, you know, taking the piss. I, I, I know the Raptor was very much like, well, that was a thing I saw. Um, it, it was... Just very, very silly, and if you're into that kind of madcap, just indie all wrestling. over the indie wrestling, you're gonna love it. It, it yeah, it, it, it was different, and it was definitely a break of pace <laughs> on the um, favourite matches we've had so far. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bell to bell winner, was it? That <laughs> yes, point, yeah. as much as I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I sit here and I'm like, oh, this happened and it was great and this and this and this and that's right, the story and this and this. And I'm like, it's like every idea Vince Russo and Vince McMahon have ever had, each given 40 seconds and put into one match. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, 
it's it's a bit like watching Brechtian theatre or what Dragon Ball Z is to anime for me. It's yes, just mate. everything in wrestling put into twenty minutes, and it, the commentary aren't helping. They're taking the piss out of it and laughing as it goes. If Taz had been on the commentary for this, it would have been the best thing ever. He'd have died. Be able um, to hold up. <laughs> I'm just going to check. I think I put a link to this up on the uh, Facebook page. Oh I'm just, God! I'm, I'm just going to check. Um, if not, if not, there will be a link put up to this match um, is on well the Facebook worth page. Twenty minutes of your time, if you like wrestling. <laughs> it is. Yes. You if you don't like wrestling, or you think wrestling should be the serious Southern Boys NWA thing, then do not do watch not this watch match. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, right. Are you ready, guys, for the uh, for me to roll the oh, dice? Yeah see what this week is oh hello it's a mule oh but he left azumi versus starlight kid and rio Whoa. <laughs> <High> speed match. <laughs> this match also should not be taken very seriously <laughs> okay <laughs> It'll be fucking funny. you'll love it more it is incredibly high speed uh wrestling with increase to fix bombs and ranas and shit it's good stuff as it's much as he's taking the piss. you'll need to find us a link for it and oh, geez. pop it up yeah, on I'll the try. facebook and pop it up on the facebook um so there you have it that's our show for the week I want to say thanks to anchor.fm for hosting the podcast you can find us on wrestle opinionated on youtube spotify and anchor.fm over to you mr muir Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure as always. And if you'd like to send anything in to us, please do. Please send it in to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com, wrestleop on Facebook, and wrestleop1 on Twitter. Over to you, Strange. Hi there. Thank you for listening. Please do like, share, subscribe, hit the little bell. I have to say YouTube. Do the high-ranking thing on Anchor and Spotify. Spotify, like, share, subscribe, bell. Is that it for YouTube? I do this every you just, week. You just have to tell them to like, share, subscribe. Oh, and comment. And comment, and comment. as well. Smash that Please. like button. <laughs> so just fucking hammer your face into the keyboard and fill shit in. Give us some numbers. We need it. But yeah, cheers for listening. Please do all those things. It really does help. Back to you, more. All that's left to be said is, what did I just watch, Strange? <laughs>